have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. I am a worm. Just so we're... <laughs> he licks the guy's hand. No, 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 no. You are, you are the closest thing in my life to Kurgan. Yeah, I'll take that all day. I know. You love Kurgan. He's amazing. That uh, skull helmet. I, I thought about getting that tattooed on me, actually. You should. Yeah. You should get that quote tattooed on you. <laughs> It's better to burn out than just have him licking the, the uh, father's hand. Oh, Max. <laughs> Nuns. No sense of humor. Today's episode is one of those classic examples of you and I being so excited about a movie, and we are going to be so disappointed at the numbers on this one because <laughs> people do not like this movie. So Dustin, who watches, listens to the show all the time, yeah. he's like, what are you doing this week? I'm like, Highlander. And he goes, I'm going to try it. He <laughs> comes back the next day. He goes, went 15 minutes in. Could, couldn't do it. Couldn't and I'm do like, it. I'm like, that's fair. This movie's insane. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few. Then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, if you're going to get a mortgage, they're probably going to want to make sure that you're not using the death certificate of someone that passed away at birth. But with Sonic Loans, you don't even need to worry about that. They're going to get you into the best possible mortgage, a great rate, and you don't have to commit any type of fraud. Tell them that you're looking for the Highlander Connor McLeod special. There can be only one mortgage broker. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Reach out to Sonic Loans. They're going to get you into your mortgage. Or if you need to refinance, don't be scared by the percentages that are out there. They are the group to work with. I'm thinking about getting a new house. Might do it myself. Really? Cool. I'm not scared of anything. The quickening, the gathering. The gathering? Are we playing magic? Yes. I love magic. You do love magic. I had a black deck. I am 100% convinced that you are into magic. Reach out today. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you and get ready to enjoy the loan process. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. Plus in the Tower is brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com for a free consultation. Call 248-595-0001. The only thing that scares me more than the Kurgan is the Kurgan. What? Do you know what the Kurgan comes from? the Swedish chef, Kurgan de Flergen. No. I'll tell you what scares me, the law. Yeah. Now, I'm not talking about the Judge Dredd, I am the law. I'm talking about the actual law. And no, Connor would get sued a lot. Oh, he'd be, I mean, there's at least two different types of identity theft going on. There's like six. Murder. Yeah. Murder's up there. So if you're an immortal and you're walking around uh, modern day Scotland, England, or America, and you want to cut some heads off because you need that quickening, <laughs> make sure that you have the right legal group behind you. Reach out to Bolton Legal Group. They are going to walk you through the legal process, protect you, protect your assets, bird law, high Islander law, commercial law, residential law, church law, church law. We don't holy ground. We never fight yeah, on holy ground. Never. They're the group to go to. Ian and his team of experts are ready to support you in all your legal needs. Tell them the buzz in the tower sent you and reach out today. Today's episode: Highlander. 
There are five steps to creating a commercial flop that becomes a cult classic. Step one, give me the most Scottish actor alive and make him a Spaniard. Step two, give me a Swedish actor who speaks no English and make him a Scottish swordsman. Step three, convince Freddie Mercury and Queen to make nine songs for your movie. Step four, use Scottish intoxicated extras to film a large fight scene. Step five, have the guy who voices Mr. Krabs act terrifying in a church. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the 1986 classic Highlander. Today on Buzzing the Tower, we will join the gathering, take the quickening, and discuss Highlander until one of us is standing. Because as we all know, that can be only one. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the McLeod to my Ramirez, Max Sanders. And with that... I have something to say. It's better to burn out than to fade away. I am a worm. Just so we're... <laughs> he licks the guy's hand. No, 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 no. You are, you are the closest thing in my life to Kurgan. Yeah, I'll take that all day. I know. You love Kurgan. He's amazing. That uh, skull helmet. I, I thought about getting that tattooed on me, actually. You should. Yeah. You should get that quote tattooed on you. <laughs> it's better to burn out than just have him licking the, the uh, father's hand. Oh, Max. <laughs> Nuns. No sense of humor. Today's episode is one of those classic examples of you and I being so excited about a movie, and we are going to be so disappointed at the numbers on this one because people do not like this movie. So Dustin, who watches, the sh- listens to the show all the time, yeah. he's like, what are you doing this week? I'm like, Highlander. And he goes, I'm going to try it. And he comes back the next day, he goes, went 15 minutes in, could, couldn't do it. Couldn't and I'm do like, it. I'm like, that's fair. This movie's insane. I love this movie. It's amazing. I love it. I it's love like everything about it. It's like nine movies in, in one, basically. It's the, the thing I like about this movie is that it's so 80s. It's a film that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, and there's elements- <laughs> What is the quickening? That, well, that we're going to talk about okay. all that. And there are moments in the movie where the cinematography is really cutting edge and great. And there's other moments where it looks like two 40-year-old women who are doing like water aerobics with their swords trying to like move around awkwardly and uncomfortably. Yeah, and also one of the all-time worst sex scenes of all time. I, I thought it was hot. You it did? did something for me. Men's it, it was, butts in the air? It was very graphic. Yeah. A lot of work on the chest area. A lot um, of dude yeah, tush. Yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah. Max, welcome to the show. Hi. We're coming out on fire. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who have never listened to our show, you, you, pick, you picked a doozy to hop in on. Today this we're talking about Highlander. I have been quoting Highlander for 30 years. Yeah. Oh, there can be only one. Conor McLeod of the Clan McLeod. <laughs> you love- can, I love saying that. Yeah. Before I, This to me is better than Braveheart. I've seen this more times than Braveheart. Yeah, it is. Well, Braveheart ends on a rough note. Yeah. Mel Gibson getting his uh, uh, and, giblets and, and, tortured. And, and his whole speech. Freedom! You can't have our freedom. is not nearly as cool yeah. as I'm Conor McLeod. I'm, I don't like the water. I don't want to be in a boat. I'm not to fish. And then Ramirez. You think, so he didn't understand anything he was saying. No. No. That's <laughs> that all. But it, it, but it works because well, we're, we're, okay. we're, we're going to yeah. have ourselves. First and foremost. Hi. <laughs> welcome welcome to our Highlander episode. Hopefully for our ongoing fans, this isn't the last episode you ever listened to. And for our new fans, come, it, come it, check it back in next if week. If you like us, you like Highlander and vice versa. <laughs> if you like mud pies, this yeah. is going to be your thing, right? And you like dirt. You like dirt. Yeah. If, you like, if you like trash yeah. and you're a trash panda, Highlander is the way to go. Delicious. Highlander is in that kind of boat of like Hellraiser, you know, like these like niche, weird one-off films that – don't feel like they were made by a studio in the United States, but somehow they took off and ran. That's a weird comparison, but sure. I, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like like Hellraiser. Hellraiser freaks me out. It does. All right, I'm so mad out. you made me watch Hellraiser 2 and we didn't do it on the pod. I'm sorry. The I'm bugs. Sorry. I know. Yeah. The bugs are gross. It is really gross. It is really gross. Yeah. Welcome to the show. If you have not done so, please subscribe, follow. Hit leave, that button. Leave a five-star mark or review. Top 100 please, North American film on, reviews. Help us out. We've been help great. We've been doing really good. Yeah. People dig us up until the Highlander episode. So please make sure that you support the <laughs> if you show. you like Queen. Oh, yeah. If you like th- that. Now, that's really the saving grace of this movie. Are you going to see them when they're coming? I, 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 it's not the it's same. It's like $1,000 a ticket. I know, but it's not Freddie Mercury. I know he's yeah. not alive, but I just, I can't do it without him. No, they're doing a tele- telegramic. Yeah. Telegraphic? Te- telegram? What's 3D? Hologram? Yeah. <laughs> tele- <laughs> Pony Express. <laughs> Freddie Mercury. <laughs> X-tree, X-tree. Read all about it. <laughs> The Pierre de Ries Stones. 
I like uh, saying thank you, Max. Thank yeah. you do. You yeah. uh, but you're doing all right. Yeah. Your uh, fiance was just here because you guys are going to a concert tonight. Don't talk about it, nobody will care. But I wanted to point out that I M eighty three rules. I did mention to her that it's been about a three or four show run that I've been nice to you. Yeah. And it's uh it's not good for my health. I feel rough. <laughs> just let it out all in, in one. In addition, in addition to subscribing, following all that fun stuff, if you want more content. Head on over to any social media platform and check out our handle at Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. Our website has the same name. For TikTok, we've had a couple 500,000, 300,000 Does that view. make you mad that they're just random ones about Major no, the League? One wasn't, no, the Major League was random, but yeah. the Chippendale Rescue Ranger one wasn't. And no, that still, but, that one, still but the Major League one doubled it <laughs> in like it's two days. It's unbelievable. <laughs> or I have a Billie Jean, uh, the legend of Billie Jean Already one. at like 50,000, I know. <laughs> fair is fair. It's unbelievable. She is a smoke show. All these pigs out there. All right, anyways. Pigs. Pigs. <laughs> At buzzinthetower.com, you can buy officially licensed merchandise. We just had a Sean Lang. Sean Lang. His, uh, his wife bought it for him. He Jessica. got the Falcor. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a great shirt. He asked me a good question, though. He goes, because it's Doc Brown and Marty on uh, Falcor. Yeah. But As goes, dinosaurs. Yeah. And he goes, why are they dinosaurs? And I go, I don't know. Our friend likes dinosaurs. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh, what am I forgetting? Patreon. Yeah. Max Sanders. I got some news for you. We got a new one? We got a new one. You want to let him buzz the tower? Let's do it. Let's do it. Sorry, Goose, but it's time to buzz the tower. Yes. I am an FBI agent. It's point break. I know. <laughs> I've completely ran out of quotes for Top Gun. Give me two. Utah, give me two. So I'm just going to start quoting 90s movies for our Patreon because I think that's a little bit of a, I don't know, switch it up. Make Funny it fun. how. How do I amuse you? Yeah. My clown? That's from the movie The Goonies. It's a yeah. great quote. Uh, Max, I'm excited to welcome Zoe Melcher, who's coming in as an Iceman, prepaid Max Woo! for the entire year. Baller. Saved yourself a couple dollars. You can't beat coming in an Iceman. That's, no, that's efficient. That's very efficient. Uh, as always, Max, I cannot begin to tell you how exciting it is to have new patrons in here. Every week, every month, we've got everything from polls to live chats to Zooms, which we're way behind on. We need to get a Zoom going. Uh, I try to give them sneak peeks on all of our episodes. So if you really love the show and you want to be a part of our co-pilot crew, make sure you hop in just like Zoe did. And to all of our existing patrons, I just want to say thank, thank you. you. Hey, Tony. Thanks. Saunders. Thanks. Ben Morgan. What? Thanks. Todd. Thanks. Ren. Thank you for, uh, Thank you. Also, we got a really nice shout out on Instagram. Can I show you? Please show okay, away. Yeah. Sean Gordon. He just messaged me out of nowhere. First Commissioner all, Gordon's son? He gets, I, I maybe. We assume. No, uh, Commissioner Gordon had a daughter. Remember? Yeah. He yeah. had a son too. No. It's hey, a girl. gender's yeah. fluid nowadays. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. We're <laughs> off track. I derailed you. It's okay. His name's John Gordon. And he just said, I wanted to thank you and Max for the podcast. I binged the whole podcast in just over a month. Brought back so many memories. I enjoy the chemistry you two have. Uh, I need that kind of stuff. Isn't that nice to get through? Because really, I might drive up here when I when I think I'm going to see you and I'm ready. Your six minute drive while it's, I drive an hour. Well, isn't it offset by who carries the show? <laughs> yeah, I mean, an hour of everything on my shoulders. And I listen and to 80s movies drive. while I come in. See, there you go. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, good job. I listen to Aliens. I today. do. I love that. Uh, I love that message. Thank you very much, Sean. Big shout out. Let's get him a pin. Can we yeah, get, get absolutely. His Fantastic. But I watched. Let's make sure Zoe gets a pin too, please. Yeah, I watched two random movies that weren't '80s, but what? they're really fun that what? I haven't seen before. What'd you watch? I watched Alien for the first time. Blew my mind. Really? Yeah. It's too scary. So it blew. It kind of like I can't we, believe you've never seen the original. That's yeah. Wild. Okay. Man, the the robot dude. Does I don't, that does that scene in Spaceballs resonate with you more? <laughs> no, I always knew about the okay. chest right, chest right, right. exploder, right. chest burster. But yeah. it's the same same actor yeah. too. That's why. Hello, my baby. Yeah. Hello, Hello, my, my darling. darling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my ragtime. Girl. <laughs> and I watched Sudden Death for the first time, and it was it was amazing. <laughs> it reminded me of this movie kind of because it's bit. like it's just little it's bit. so earnest and over the top. Oh my! It's God. insane. He kills someone with a chicken bone. So speaking of this movie, Highlander is a great film if you don't like good films. Yeah. <laughs> so the the second one, the Highlander 2, is the worst reviewed movie Robert Ebert ever did. I don't know who that is, but I think you're talking about Roger Ebert. Yeah. The the great the great part about this movie, I I've, I've got lots of facts. You want to just hop into it? Yeah, them? let's do it. So the one well, in particular well, Give the, the synopsis. Oh my god, where is my head at? Yeah. You're right. Are you ready for the synopsis, man? Do it in Sean Connery's voice. In New York City. <laughs> The owner of a sophisticated <laughs> antique shop, Russell Edwin Nash, 
is challenged to a short fight in the parking lot of Madison Square Garden <laughs> by a man. Oh, this is the best Spaniard <laughs> accent yeah. you can get. A man called Eamon Fasil that is beheaded by Russell. He hides his sword. This is going to be in, too long. Give me the normal one. All right, fine. I'll give yeah. you the short one. I like the that, longer one. That's the first. You're going to be here for 10 An minutes. An immortal Scottish swordsman <laughs> must confront the last of his immortal opponents, a murderously brutal barbarian who lusts for the fabled prize. What is the prize? The prize is the quickening. Which means you can hear everybody or something at the end? So, and you can die? Yeah, so here's the... That sounds like a terrible prize. Here's kind of the, the, the way that this all works. Yep. Ignore the sequel, which confuses even me. Have you seen it? I haven't Oh, seen yeah, it. it's very I hear confusing. it's one of the worst movies. It's it's literally like... Remember when in Dallas, like the ep- last episode of Dallas, it was all dream? It was like a fever dream? No, was that Dallas? Or no, no St. Elsewhere. Dallas. Thank you. Whatever. It was a kid, autistic kid's whatever. Uh, it doesn't nightmare. Matter. All this is in line with that. It's like very like, oh, that's a hard right turn. It's yeah. aliens from another, spoiler alert. It was? Aliens from another planet. Oh. So in this movie, you have these immortals that walk the earth. Yep. And what happens is they have their first death. Everybody has their first death. And after they have that and they don't die, they realize that they're an immortal. And they immediately are connected through this kind of telepathic Facebook, if you will. They can feel each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll call it MySpace. Friendster. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like a, a Highlander Friendster with everyone. So Ramirez, <laughs> who's played by Sean Connery, is kind of like the sage. I'm going to teach you what's going on. Yeah. So you can pre- prepare for it. What's that uh, horrible 80s movie where the kid uh, becomes a vampire and he gets like a mentor that like teaches him how to be a, a vampire? Once Bitten? Yeah, that's it. That's terrible. No, that's the one with Jim Carrey. Yeah. That, not, not that one. Uh, it's the one where they play that song, The Future's So Bright, I Gotta Wear Shades. <laughs> I don't know this one. My best friend's a vampire. I've talked to you about this movie at length. I'll watch it this week. So he becomes a vampire and then some guy shows up who's like, <laughs> You don't need to eat human blood. Here's some underground shop where you can buy pig's blood. It's just as delicious. Like basically Ramirez for high, for the Highlander. For Connor McLeod does the same thing. Got it. They have to find all of the other Highlanders or immortals. Yeah, there's like one African one. Well, there's, there's more. There's yeah. I mean, in the movie there's only them. But they live forever, and the idea is that you have there can there can be only one. So, so do so, they have to chop each other's head off? Could I chop a Highlander's head off and would they die? No. Oh, yeah, they would die, but you wouldn't get their special powers. Okay. Yeah. So why does it? At least I I don't think so. Because they're like. Great question. They're in battles all the time. They are. Yeah. Schwold, but never on holy ground. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So the quickening is kind of like the the, the magic that comes out of their head when you cut it off and it comes into you. Yeah, it's like that Jet Li movie, the one where he has to kill himself to become more powerful. Sure. Something like that. The gathering is that pull that they have to like find each other. And the prize is what happens when you're the last one standing. Now, when you're the last one standing, you can apparently talk to animals, read people's thoughts, and you have sight beyond sight. I would kill people. By the way, that was a Thundercats quote you would never get. Nope. No. (laughs) I would just kill other Highlanders. Just Well, not Highlanders. Other, what are they? Are they all Highlanders? No, because technically I think Highlander is Scottish. Yeah, yeah. They're immortals. Just call them immortals. Yeah, I would kill the other immortals just for the reaction you get afterwards. Yeah, well, because you're an addict. You're just looking for the high. It seems like, (laughs) I mean, it seems like the best drug of all time, doesn't it? I guess so, man. I guess so. And like all the windows break and stuff. So how's that for a synopsis? We feel good about that? Yeah, we went very into the synopsis. So let me tell you, I think one of the most ridiculous things, which is, to me, explains the the bipolar nature of the Highlander series. This was so successful and so popular in a cult following sense. Yeah, because it, it didn't make money. Didn't make any money in the box. What are the numbers? Five point nine million off of sixteen million. Yeah, it's a that's, bomb. That's a bomb. Yeah, I mean, it opened the same. Did it open the same weekend as Breakfast Club? Uh, it's eighty six. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it opened the same weekend. So that's part of it. The other part of it is that it's not a good movie. But you didn't hear me say that. <laughs> it's a great. It's a great bad movie. So each this is very rare. Each sequel continues from the first movie and rejects the previous. <laughs> it's like none of that happened? As if it didn't exist. So okay. are you ready? Follow yeah. me on this. The third one, Highlander Final Dimension, yeah. was made ignoring the events of the second Highlander to The Quickening. The fourth Highlander, Endgame, was made ignoring the events of Highlander 2 and Highlander, The Final Dimension. And Highlander, The Source, which was a 2007 version, ignored Highlander 2, The Quickening, Highlander, The Final Dimension, and Highlander, Endgame, in an attempt to kind of retell the origins of everything. I'm which so had already been, I, That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no rhyme or re- It's almost like they had buyer's remorse on every one of these going back. The first one, when it was made, had so many, like... Simpsons comic book guy, worst episode ever. These fans were just emphatic about like, tell me more, teach me what's this, what's that. So they kind of cultivated the second Highlander pacifying the fan base. That is Mm. a dangerous move to make when you're making a movie. So the second one creates this absurd narrative as to what 
immortals are. What are how they? they exist? I, I want to get the second one. I'm not getting okay, the okay. second one. I will tell you that the relationship that Christopher Lambert, who plays Connor McLeod, yep. had with Sean Connery was so incredible. They liked each other so much and referred to each other as Ramirez and McLeod, like when they were shooting and not shooting. What language did they speak to each other? I something because <laughs> Christopher speak, Lambert couldn't speak English, English. so how did they like each know, other <laughs> maybe that's why they liked each other they probably just drank a lot together I guess yeah uh but he insisted upon Connery coming back in the second and he one, did which is again they that's how they create this whole thing about how he can come back like yeah. during one of the quickening the electrodes are shooting off McLeod yells Ramirez and then all of a sudden he appears like a genie yeah so and then he's back in the movie but wait this movie reminded me Sean Connery I love him to death and he's a great actor and a fun guy it seems like he picks weird movies that are like not always like his career isn't as great as I thought it was. He's always going to be James Bond, but he picks a lot of these like time bandits. This and we can talk about it later. Yeah. But this just reminded me that he's kind of a fun, like weird actor. I think yeah. that when you have created the lineage of success that he's created, you can sit back and you can say, that kind of tickles my fancy. And you do not think about the commercial ramifications. Okay. You literally just yeah. say, I think this would be fun. Yeah. And then, I mean, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was so mad about that. Movie. I know. I like that movie. <laughs> I think it's the worst movie I've ever seen. When he, when the grave starts shaking at the it's end. All so bad. It's all so bad. It's, I love that Captain movie. Nemo looks so ridiculous. Or like, what was the movie where he's like, you're the man now, dog. Finding Forrester. Oh, yeah. A, a Goodwill Hunting rip. So true. Is, Matt Damon's in it. But him saying, you're the man now, now dog. dog. I had a friend in middle school, Alex Petroforte, who would always say that to me. Oh, it really annoyed great. me. That's great. All right, Max. Facts you got. Facts yeah. we want. Facts so, we go. Gregory Wyden. He was attending UCLA as a film student in 82. His professor, as their final exam, said, you got to write a screenplay. Write Highlander. So he wrote a full-length <laughs> screenplay in order to pass his theater arts class. The original title was Dark Knight. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Would have been sued. <laughs> Not... I mean, down the road, right? They originally well, no, offered... I mean, I think they probably have the li licensing right from back in the day. I have no idea. Yeah. The original uh, role of Connor McLeod was offered to Kurt Russell. Goldie Hawn, at the time... Told him, no, no, said, no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> so he went on to do Big Trouble in Little China. Good choice. I don't think he would have been good in this. You mentioned, talking about Christopher Lambert, who spoke zero English, yep. and, and part of why it kind of works is that you've got a guy who's lived for thousands of years in thousands of different places... All across the world. He's got that weird dialect where you're like, where is he from? Yeah, right. So that kind of works. His I guess. eyes are so close together. I guess. I wonder if he uses one goggle in the pool. Sean Connery made a million dollars for seven days of work. I think that's kind of his MO. Yeah. 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 He came in and was, and, and uh, Kurgan almost killed him. Yep. Kurgan nearly killed him. <laughs> he came in on that one scene where they're fighting and split the chandelier in half with his sword, and the chandelier almost decapitated Sean Connery. Yeah, he wasn't supposed to destroy the chandelier. He, he, lost, the his, table. he lost his mud. He freaked yeah. out. Yeah. And they had to shut down the set for the day. Well, he's a method actor, so apparently he acted like Kurgan during terrifying. the entire time. Terrifying. He's a big dude. So, well, hold on. Wait, because we're gonna when we get to characters, I want to talk a lot about him. Yeah, yeah. Clancy I, Brown. I'm with you. Clancy Brown is the man. Clancy Brown, a little teaser of what we're going to talk about later. Might have the most prolific film and voiceover career of anyone in the history of film and voiceover. Yeah, combo. it's pretty epic. It's incredible. Yeah, he was just in the new John Wick, too. I know. Yeah. He's in everything. Yeah. Everything. Uh, so I think this is incredible. You have brought this up on previous episodes when we were talking about our favorite fight scenes. They attached car batteries yep. to the swords because at that time, CGI was just kind of breaking in, prohibitively expensive. Yeah, look at the quickening. <laughs> <laughs> the quickening is incredible. I'm trying to think of like what else. It reminds me a little bit of Indiana Jones when they open up the Ark. Yeah, it's like it's like 10% hand-drawn. Yeah. Like Disney artists. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's bad. Yeah. But the sparks are awesome. It doesn't seem very safe to electronically charge <laughs> no. swords, but whatever. That's how they got them. Positive and up. negative, too. Queen. You want to talk about Queen? Yes. They went to Freddie Mercury and Queen. So the, the director of this, when we talk about characters and the director and everything, the director had a ton of experience in the music industry. Elton John videos. Duran Duran. Yeah, Billy Joel. So I suspect this is what got him to Queen. That yeah, you would think him. so. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would they even consider this movie? They didn't expect to get more than one song from Queen. Yeah, why would you? Because those guys... <laughs> Looked at the script and they were like, "Oh man!" They, like they dug it. They're like, "I, I want to." Oh no! Did they even have footage? They may have had footage. No, they got to watch a. Uh, they got to watch the movie, and they were like, I, I "One of them wrote a, one of them wrote a song on the way back home." You got to remember, this is the same band that was into Flash Gordon. Flash. Ah. Uh, well, they're the same here. 
yeah. other universe. They're all about opera epicness. And I this know. is like, there's like pimps and hoes and Nazis and like it's weird wild. stuff. It's wild. Yeah. The whole movie's wild. And and like, good for Queen. Uh, again, I think this is great. Queen used, uh, they gave We Are the Champions to Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah. Like, it's not like they're, you know, no, their film movie, snobs. Their movie taste is fantastic. It is. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Max, do you know about the no bond rule? The what? The no bond rule. Connery said that if anybody walked up to him on set and brought up James Bond, that they would be fired immediately. Really? Yeah. He didn't want anyone to talk to him about James Bond. And the woman uh, whose name is escaping me right now, Roxanne Hart, who plays Brenda White in this movie, the love interest of Connor McCloud, she found out about this and was like, this is ridiculous. And she walked right up to Connery and was like, you're fantastic as James Bond. And he gave her a big hug and was like, thank you. Oh. But it's a little bit of that like Prince, you know, no eye contact from how to be on set. Yeah. Like I think Connery at that point, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, I'll jump really quickly. How many Connery James Bond movies do you think you could name? Uh, four. All right. You're on the clock. Give never, me the four. Never say never again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we talked <laughs> about last. It was I had a look. I had a yeah. look. Uh, it's uh, Goldfinger. Yes. Go- yeah. Yep. Gold member. Yeah. Gold member. Oh, behave. Is Goldfinger the Austin Powers one? Yes, it is. Um, it is Octopussy. Nope. Nope. Um, farts. It's okay. What's Moonraker? Nope. Uh, All right, you're done. Kay. I'll give you it. You ready? Yeah. Doctor No in 1962. Yep. From Russia with. I'm sorry. I have to do all these in the accent of. Uh, okay. Sean do it. Doctor No. Do it in the voice 1962. <laughs> no. In the darkness, darkness, no. Doctor No in 1962 from <laughs> Russia with Love in 1963. Goldfinger. Oh, you got Goldfinger. Yeah. 1964. Thunderball in 1965. <laughs> you only lived. You only lived twice in 1967. <laughs> <laughs> Diamonds are forever. 1971. Never say never again, sweetheart. 1983. That's the last one. Yeah, that's the last one. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It's a lot of Bond. He's great. Bond. He's he's always the best Bond. I love gold. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're talking about who turned down Connor, you know Mel Gibson turned it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would have been really good. He would have been crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He, he would have been, been insane. Um, and also Rutger Hauer and Nick Nolte turned down Kurgan. Oh, Nick Nolte would have been a great <laughs> Kurgan. Terrible. Oh, do you know who would have been great as Kurgan? Who? Gary Busey. Oh, my God. Tell me the Gary Busey would have been too crazy. Well, I guess he's, he's supposed to be insane. Come yeah, on, you're right. dude. You're right. You're think, right. Think Lethal Weapon. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Um, are you a big fan of Parks and Rec? Huge fan. So that you'll like this fact: Highlander is one of Nick Offerman's favorite movies, and he was furious that Chris Pratt had never seen it. So he he got a private screening when he found this out and made Chris Pratt sit down and watch it with him. Amazing. Yeah, I I'm, I'm getting that. a Ron Swanson tattoo next month. Of course you are. Yeah, of course you are. Of course, darling. Of course, darling. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Is Rising Sun. When the guy's like, I have to, wa- I have to warn you, sir. I'm a black belt, and he goes, Of course you are, darling. <laughs> so, do you know what the quickening actually means? Yeah. What? It's when a a birth is first like real. Yeah. Or, like the a first fetus, signs of life. First signs of life. Why would they think that's okay? I don't know. It's weird. Do we even want to go down this path? No. Uh, Ramirez's sword origins is actually real. That guy who uh, did his sword, Goro Masamune, yeah. or Masamune, yeah, close enough, was a great swordsmith from the Takagawa era yes. in Japan. Was- Why does he have a Japanese sword? It's so random. Why not? He's he's a Scottish. He's a Scottish guy. Scottish accent <laughs> playing a Spaniard with a Japanese sword. I'm just a guy playing a guy playing, playing a, a guy. guy. <laughs> So stupid. The first scene was, by the way, this is another sudden death connection. Uh, First scene was supposed to be an NHL game, but the NHL read the script and said, get out of here. So I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you something like, I I think this is incredible. And we, we always dig our facts up in pretty much the same places. When I rewatch this, that opening, Were you laughing? I was dying. I, I, it's been a long time since I've watched Highlander. Yeah, you always forget how uh, you, you really do. Yeah. So when I rewatch this, that beginning scene inside of the stadium, the wrestling scene. The, the shot is like, it's this beautiful it's shot. It's really good, yeah. And it's this aerial shot, but it's inside. So you know that it wasn't done with like a boom or anything. Mm. Like, And I'm watching it and I'm like, wait a second. I know this shot. I know the look and the feel of this. This is the sky cam shot that they have on Monday Night Football. This is the, what they have in the NFL games. Have you been to the games where you see those wires that are across the field? Yeah, like the XFL that little, that little started robot. this, yeah. right? Yeah, no, dude, listen. So this is absolutely wild. So I kind of put two and two together and did a little research. Garrett Brown invented this camera on four wires and used it for this film 
That is the same Garrett Brown. They used the same invention for the Skycam. Th- this was not the first time it was ever used, but this is the genesis of what you now see really? in the NFL. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that wild? Thanks, Highlander. I know. Yeah. Right? Highlander set the set the page. <laughs> they used it in sports. Like they used it in a couple NFL games. Like it wasn't widely popular. They probably didn't have the technology down where they wanted it to be. But that shot, when you watch it, you're like, this absolutely feels like that over the head quarterback shot in the middle. Yeah, of the absolutely. Game. Yeah. Cool. So by the way. You say Clancy Brown has such a great career. Yeah. He made one fatal mistake on this movie, though. What was the mistake? He wanted Kurgan to wear oh, a suit the, yeah, and a bowler yeah, yeah, yeah. hat. Well, he, I mean, they didn't let him make the mistake. You could feel that way. Yeah. But he didn't do it. So. Yeah. So thank God. And also, it's kind of interesting. I didn't realize this till afterwards, and they explained this on this website, that you know how he's making fun of Christianity and all, and kind of like not taking the nuns or the priests seriously? Yes. It's because from his backstory, he was born in the barbarian times, which is a thousand years before Christianity even Uh, became like a thing. So to him, he just sees it as a cult. Gotcha. Well, interestingly enough, the actor felt horrible about this. So after those scenes, he apologized to the priest and to the nuns. because Were they real so priests or nuns or were they acting? I think they were acting, but like the way that it made sound when I read it, I'm yeah. like, I guess maybe they had real priests and nuns in there because he was apologizing to him. I don't blame him. He's horrific. He's on the level of Sir Anthony Hopkins. Per- yeah, performance is Hannibal Lecter. So I have a question. The, the pins that he has like in his neck, remember? That's, yeah, that's because his head almost got chopped off by Yeah, Ramirez. but it, it's not in there when he first checks into the motel. It's later. Hmm. I know. I don't know. It's like when he shaves his head off, he like oh because he wanted to be in disguise, so maybe that was part of his disguise. That's a bad disguise. He's like horrible looking. He's seven feet tall. Do you know what reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, something as foul as like Dolph Lundgren's ear necklace from (laughs) Universal (laughs) Soldier. Soldier. Yeah, (laughs) I can't hear you. Oh man, that can we talk about that movie? That movie is something. He deserves an Oscar for that movie. He is so crazy. Oh, he's so crazy. I love that movie. (laughs) Everything about that movie again, it's perfect. You take someone like Jean Claude Van Damme who has like no depth to him at all. Yeah, like we need you to play a robot yeah like, i got you we're good and he plays it brilliantly i love when he learns what eating is and he just, he just starts stops <laughs> eating it's great it's so great you know it's the director by the same dude that did independence day no but that makes perfect sense yeah. so the director russell mccauley said that filming the stag scene you know which scene i'm talking about with the with the deer yeah okay so it was a nightmare the timing of the film all stags lost their horns so stags lose their horns like seasonally and it was decided that they were going to glue on the antlers. When I read this, all I could think of was Scrooge. <laughs> oh, we can't get the we can't get the antlers to stay on the mice. So try stapling them. <laughs> so, so a vet. Listen to this. This is terrible. So the, vet, the vet put the animal to sleep. The horns were glued on, and then they had to wait for it to wake up. And once it did, all the deer wanted to do was shake off the antlers. It was like, what the hell's on my head? Yeah. During the filming, it ran away. Never came back. They found it twenty five miles away from the shoot without the horns. And that's literally some of the stag scenes when it's like standing in the water. They borrowed it from National Geographic stock footage because they couldn't get a damn stag in the water. I would have never known. I know. It looks pretty I, good I to me. It, I ruined it for you. Yeah. I apologize. It was like the wang you. from uh, Teen, Teen Wolf. The, the, the false wang. Yeah. False sighting. <laughs> but you know, the director also did 40 episodes of Teen Wolf, the series. Well, we got to wait until we get to our. I got all types of stuff on him. Okay. Don't jump ahead. Why Sorry. Do, why do you do that? Why do you disrespect the show like that? I, I never know when director and You said the writer thing right away. I had to. I obviously make that kind of decision on the Wait, fly. Are you the lead walrus? You to pee on me to yes. like assert dominance? If that's something that we do, yes. Yeah. Uh, so while they were filming in the Scottish Highlands, the productions, I mentioned this in the intro, the production's medical team were really busy during the afternoons because at lunch, <laughs> all of the local Scottish extras Liquid lunch. got wasted, <laughs> then went to the clan battle with minor injuries because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. If you now knowing that, go back and watch those scenes, you're like, oh, those are a bunch of wasted 30-year-old, 40-year-old men. No, they went to Glasgow University and found uh, college kids oh, with, long, college kids? with oh, long hair. That's, that's how they recruited them. That's absolutely yeah. incredible. God, I love that. Yeah. Uh, the quote that you gave for Kurgan, which is amazing, was improv by Clancy Brown. It's when they're in the church and he goes, I have something to say. Yeah. It's better to burn out and he does to fade a, away. And he does a weird spin. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. So let me tell you what that's from. It's from a Neil Young song, yep. Hey Hey, uh, My My Into the Black, that was released in 1979. It's also from a Def Leppard song, Rock of Ages, released on their Pyromania album in 83. Yeah, so also Kurt Cobain used it in his suicide note. Oh, he did? Yeah. He probably watched Highlander and was like, I'm, Well, I'm I wonder if it's from one of the songs or if it's songs. from it's from the songs. I don't know, dude. He, he probably, he probably watch, dug Highlander. He did not watch Highlander. Absolutely not. Absolutely what? not. What? Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, Christopher Lambert claims to have only seen this movie one time at its premiere. 
Sounds about right. Sounds absolutely right. Do you know anything about the wrestlers that were at the beginning of this movie? No. They, they looked interesting. Tag team, the fabulous Freebirds, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, Michael Hayes, Mike Seitz, and Buddy Roberts. They're best known for their time in world-class championship wrestling in Dallas, Texas, and the former American Wrestling Association in Minneapolis. And then the High Flyers, Greg Gain and Jim Brunzel. And the Tonga Kid, Sam Fatu. Interesting. Yeah. I don't best know. known for world wrestling, WWF. Do you know any of them or no? Not a lick. Yeah. But I, I do know I that Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan claims that they asked him to be Conor McLeod in this movie. Shut up. He, I swear to God. He would have been terrible. He would. What makes you say that? No <laughs> Holds Barred or Urban Commando? Well, no, he just he doesn't look like he's from anywhere but 1985. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? He looks like a hot dog. He's great. He's, he's got great. hot dog skin. Oh, my Lord. The tight hot dog What were you going to ask me when you got to derailed? I want you to come to Royal Rumble with me. I'm not going to Royal Rumble with you. This movie began filming April of 85 and ended in August of 85. It was a nice tight six months. Yeah. April, May, June, July, August. Five months. Yeah. Way nice to tight five hands. months. There yeah. you go. I had to. That's what, that was tough. <laughs> so I mentioned uh, that the director, Russell, had tons of music industry contacts, which is how he was able to get a lot of this done. So he was talking with Sting. And Sting is who suggested Clancy Brown for Kurgan. And oh, that's, that's how he got into it. So I thought that was kind of I wonder of cool. how they knew each other. From the movie, they knew each oh, other. Oh, Frankenstein's Bride? Yes. Okay. You nailed it. Yeah. Look at that. Called The Bride. Yeah. But yeah, same thing. Six to one, half a dozen to another, Max. Mm. Do you know about the Mortal Kombat tie-in on this movie? Christopher Lambert's Raiden, right? But there's more to it than that. And Clancy Brown voiced Raiden. You got it. Yeah. So that's your that's your tie-in. So Woo. yes, uh, Clancy was uh, Raiden's voice. In Mortal Kombat, Defenders of the Realm, 95, and Lambert played Lord Raiden in Mortal Kombat, 95. Very cool. There you go. I think that's all the facts I got. I think I'm pretty facted out. I got a couple more. Uh, Do you know there's a deleted scene oh, where- you're obviously giving me facts. You literally just said you were facted out, and now you're giving me a fact. I don't know. You said, keep going. I thought I, we were I, done. I you're not done. Okay. So I say you're done. <laughs> there's a deleted scene, and these deleted scenes are gone forever. They were in a warehouse a fire. fire. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. There's all these warehouse fires. I think they're just embarrassed by what happened, right? Isn't the, isn't the Teen Wolf stuff also in a fire or something like that? The basketball scene? I can't wait until one day when they say that the Batgirl movie- <laughs> Was lost in a fire. It's Brendan Fraser playing Firefly. I really want to see it. it. Yeah. They've spent $90 million. I'm actually surprised after he won the Oscar and had his big resurgence that they just didn't say, F it. Yeah. And he was psyched to do it. It's it's James Gunn's call, apparently. I guess so. Whatever. Uh, I mean, they kept the flash in. It's like, what the hell? I know. Yeah. Um, But Connor meets Thomas Jefferson in a deleted scene. Yeah. Well, they do have um, the director's added footage. So some of the deleted scenes aren't in there. But when we watch it, you saw the scene when he's in Nazi Germany and he saves the girl who ends up being his assistant. Yeah. That wasn't part of the original theatrical release. Well, it's a dead give the split the way they split to that the yeah. screen breaks in half the cutbacks <laughs> the cutbacks on these to like <laughs> or flashbacks I yeah. say, are incredible yeah uh, it's a it's a simple movie to follow There's i love i love it. by the way that uh ramirez and connor when they're running on the beach it's so rocky it's rocky three do you it's, think they just ripped rocky three i don't know dude but the whole like, i'm running when when sean connor is like feel the stag in your heart yeah he's like, i can feel it <laughs> I can feel it. Oh, man. He sounds like a little girl. I can make it. <laughs> I can make it. Ramirez. Ramirez. Yeah. You old so-and-so. You old dog. Oh, wait, no, that's Pancho. Haggis. <laughs> What's haggis? It's delicious. It's, it's not. It's terrible. It's stomach intestines. When the prostitute named Candy introduces herself, we were joking about this, but this is a total, absolute tip of the cap. To, to James Bond. The Kurt, uh, Kurt, it's, I say the Kurgan all the time. I don't know why, why do you say that? I don't know why. Kurgan says, when <laughs> she goes, if my name's Candy, of course you are. Yeah. Of course you are, darling. <laughs> Manny Panny. She's <laughs> playing with a sword. If there's anyone you ever would want to be of any fictional character from any genre, from any film, book, TV, isn't James Bond who you'd always want to be? Oh, I was going to go with Kurgan. <laughs> you, you can take what you want. You can't die. Doesn't matter. It was James Bond. I could be seven feet tall. Well, that yeah, you already are seven feet tall. I'm six five. According to the director's commentary, the animated lightning on Connor's shoulders when Wasn't he receives real the prize. <laughs> no, it was meant to disguise the wires. All it did was highlight the wires. <laughs> if you go back and watch it, like, you're like well, that's a wire right there. <laughs> they had a little like zippy line, like lightning going all around it, and you can see it clear as day. I got nothing else. You got nothing else. No. You're worthless. <laughs> we have those law facts. I, yeah. think our, I think our best bet then is just a break for a quick word from our sponsors. Buzz in the Tower is also brought to you by Dobie Real Estate. You can find them at wearedobie.com. 
Lots of really cool houses in these movies, right? Like Yeah, Connor's apartment is like one is of nice. the coolest I've ever seen. His love interest, not so much. It's a kind of... Yeah, I mean, they're in New York, right? Yeah, they're in New York, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and the prostitute named Madison Candy. Squ- it's Madison Square Garden. If you had a prostitute, would her name be Candy? It would. It's okay. Licorice. <laughs> Some Vegas still left. In there, there is, unfortunately. Was her name Liquor? Anyways, anyways, no, she wasn't. We're talking about Dolby Real Estate. If you're looking for a house, there's only one group to go to. They're going to make sure you get into the right home. They're going to also, if you're selling a house, make sure that you get the right amount. In the movie Highlander, there can be only one. And Max, I know you've heard me say it before. There can be only one real estate agent, and that's Dolby Real Estate. With over $400 million in sales, 1,000 homes sold, they are the only group you need to go to to take care of your housing needs. Let them know that Buzz in the Tower sent you, and they will take care of you right away. Well, Max... We're right around halfway through a Highlander episode, or as I like to call it, the death of our show. Uh, <laughs> but you does... have the manners of a goat, and you smell like a dung heap. Oh, you sweet, sweet You gentleman. have no knowledge whatsoever of your potential. Potential. I, I do, potential. I, before you do an accent, you have to be able to speak the Queen's English, Max. I kind of do a Sean Connery accent by mispronouncing words, but I don't do it with a Scottish accent. You do. I'm, I'm trying, potential. I, think what, I think what you do is <laughs> you, you actually just mumble words. Yeah. Why have, these big... have you seen Dick Tracy? No, I haven't yet. You need to. There's a character. Mumbles? His name is Mumbles. Yeah. <laughs> I have these big, juicy lips. That's not why. Why is it? It's, I think I'm it's, lazy? I think it's neurological. I think you have Too much like, farting in my yeah, 20s? Something like that. Yeah. Something. Max. <laughs> something. Russell McKay. McKay from Melbourne, Australia. Is he an Aussie? Yeah. He's from Melbourne. Oh, that's cool. He was big into directing music clips. We mentioned Elton John, Duran Duran. Music the, videos, uh, The Buggles, yeah. Bonnie Taylor. He did the horror film Razorback, which was in the 80s. It's interesting that that was his kind of first film film because, I don't know if it was his first, but it was his first commercial success film film. There is a horror film feel to Highlander. Yeah, there is. Kind of like how in Terminator, there's a little bit of a horror film. A little bit? That's a slasher, like, yeah. that You know that, that fisheye security camera at the gas station? Yeah shot that they'll do of like Kurgan going into the girl's room. Yeah. Like all that stuff has a very like thriller. Just how, Kur- film. Just how Kurgan looks. And yeah. like when he's in he's the car terrifying. with that woman. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. That whole scene. Th- see, that to me is what makes the movie. Yeah. I would actually make the case that, that Clancy makes the entire movie. Absolutely. Like he, he, I mean, he's, a, he's unstoppable. Clancy and Connery. Yeah. Make the whole movie. Yeah. Christopher Lambert is completely irrelevant. Yeah, well, it's kind of hilarious how like ridiculous he is. He is ridiculous. And he keeps he makes weird jokes too all the time. He's like kind of trying to be humorous yeah, and it just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Not at all. Um he directed Ricochet, which I love. He directed Ricochet? He directed Ricochet. I didn't have that. Yeah. Confirmed. I didn't make that John up. John Lithgow and Jesse Ventura battling with like paper helmets in prison. That was Jesse Ventura? Yeah. Jesus, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. They're like playing with like toilet paper rolls and like killing each other. King Kong. <laughs> this is before he was King Kong. Uh, Denzel Washington. I love this movie. Yeah. I mean, Lithgow's out of his mind. Lithgow's great. <laughs> Lithgow could have done Kurgan. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Who else could have done Kurgan? Oh. I mean, well, you said Busey. Busey. Yeah, Busey. I think, Lithgow. I think adult Chris Penn could have done it. <laughs> I just love Chris Penn. Eric Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Eric Roberts could have done Connor McLeod. Yeah. Okay. So you need someone bigger. Um, Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> All right, you're a waste. <laughs> I ask you like thoughtful questions, and you're like Michael Clark Duncan. Well, no, I just I got pressured. That's right. Too I'm... much for you. It's too much for you. Oh, you know who could have done it? Uh, what's his name? Vincent D'Onofrio. <laughs> you know? Yes, I do. Thor from uh, Thor. Yeah, Adventures yeah, yeah, yeah. in Babysitting, or the crazy dude from Cell with uh, yeah. uh, Jennifer Lopez, or a Private Pile. Uh, the Cartman Jennifer Lopez hand puppet is one of my favorite things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Taquitos. I don't know if we can even imitate no it tacos. without being. That's, I guess you can. You could be the <laughs> offensive one. Written by Gregory Wyden, he did this as his senior thesis project. He did obviously Highlander One, Highlander Two. He wrote Backdraft. Yeah, that, that's really cool. I think it's very cool. Uh, a little bit of a departure from the Highlands, if you will. Yeah. There's other writers. He did Hellraiser. One of them. Yep. Prophecy. Um, there, there's other writers, but Larry Ferguson is the one I'm bringing up because he was involved with Aliens, Beverly Hills Cop Two, and The Hunt for Red October. And those are three bangers of uh, yeah. Scripts. Peter Bellwood did nothing. No. Yeah, not, not a whole lot. Speaking of doing nothing, Christopher <laughs> Lambert, <laughs> Connor McCloud. Yeah. He did uh, Greystoke. He was Tarzan, Highlander, and then Raiden in Mortal Kombat. And nothing else that he's ever done is of any significance. He was in Loaded Weapon 1. He uncredited. Yeah. <laughs> well, says guy holding phone. So I don't know if that's what I want to hang your hat on. He was in a kickboxer sequel. Max, he had yeah. no career. Yeah. Uh, and... I'm not saying well, he deserved he one. Yeah. I know. I know. Did you think he ever learned English after this movie? He has one of the worst haircuts I've ever seen in a also movie. Also fair. All right, let's talk about Sean Connery. I already gave you all of his movies from uh, Bond. 
After Bond, you get to Diamonds of Forever, 71, Never Say Die, Never Say Never Again, 83, Highlander in 86, Untouchables, he's Jim Malone in 87, he's Professor Henry Jones in The Last Crusade in 89. Hunt for Red October. Yeah. The Rock. The Rock. I mean, we go on. His 90s were great. And when, you think about how, when you think about how long his career has spanned, yeah. that he had these like resurgences is pretty incredible to me. Yeah, he had a 50-year career. R.I.P. When did he pass away? 2018, 19? Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, but he was like 80-something. Yeah, he, Do you know he, he had a hell of a life. You know he was a professional bodybuilder before he was an actor? Sure, yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Handsome guy. Jack. He was very much like James Bond with the ladies. If was you know, he? If you know what I mean. Yeah. He had quite a few of them, Max. <laughs> <laughs> is it time? Can we talk Clancy Brown? Clancy Brown. Brown. Six foot three. All right, Max. Let's yeah. let's start with this. I love his teeth that they're kind of like a little bit far away from each other. He's got this really there's something like toxic masculinity about his smile. Max, I, I can't even begin to list all the stuff he's in. <laughs> if there's a cartoon that my kids watched or liked, he's yeah. in it. He did voices for Teen Titans, yep. Sophia the First, tons of Gargoyles. I mean, did you ever watch Cow and Chicken? No. Angry Beavers? No. Like all these Angry Beavers people, I love, these, yeah. He did voices on all of those. Let's go back for a little bit. Okay. Rawhide in The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Ninth Dimension. Remember? Yeah, he's the one that died. Yep, that's in 84. Spoiler. Ker- I know. Kurgan uh, in Highlander, Wait, 86. You're missing his best performance, though. Oh, I am? Go ahead. His first movie performance. You still haven't seen this, Bad Boys? I have not. So Sean Penn goes to like a juvenile detention area where like you know it's basically a jail for kids, and it's really rough. You know, there's like They're beating the crap out of each other, and the lead guy gets to kind of control things. And the lead guy who's there while Sean Penn comes in is this guy named Viking Lofgren. And it's it's Clancy Brown. And he's got a blonde perm. Oh, and wow. it, he's terrifying. Okay. Yeah. I I owe that a look. It's yeah. worth it. Um, Kurgan. And then, I, again, he's been in a ton of stuff. But I'm just throwing this out there. Starship Troopers? Captain Hadley in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, someone's going to have an accident. $35,000. I mean, he... Give it to your wife. He was... Amazing in Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, he's you incredible. hated him. He cried at the end. Voice yeah. actor. I'll give you some. I'll give you a bunch of stuff. Voice actor in Ghostbuster cartoon, Mighty Ducks animated series. You already mentioned this. Sergeant Zim in Starship Troopers in '97. Angry Beavers told you that. Justice League. He's Luther in Justice League. Which Lex is Luther. Great. What other Luther would be in Justice League? Out of curiosity. I don't know. You just said Luther. Yeah, Luther Vandross. He was. He did a great job. <laughs> well, Luther's his last name. Lex Luther. He was Lex Luther yeah, in Justice Luther. League. Yes, I. I thought it was implied that I was talking about Lex Luther you in don't Justice say like, League. It's like, hey, he played man. All right. Oh, Superman. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He played Wayne. Super's not his first name. He played and man's not his last. Just hey, so you know, he voiced Wayne. Bruce <laughs> Wayne's world. You're giving the worst examples, but that's I'm not going to fight with you. That's 2010, the A Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Yeah, he's the dad. Yep. He's terrible in that movie. <laughs> It's a bad movie. Max, I got, I don't know if I would call this a mind blower, but I've, I've mentioned this before and given you credit. You are responsible for three of my most favorite, uh, I'll say four, four of my most favorite shows that I've gotten into Aww. are because of you. Because you you literally laid it on the line. You're like, look, I'm ending our friendship if you don't watch these four shows. Yeah. At one point or another. Those shows are Rick and Morty. Yep. Billions. Yep. Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. And Breaking Bad. Yep. And you're right. Uh, and you've only had a couple, not, not even stinkers. Just I'm shows so mad that, you don't like Justified. And I don't like Secession. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. But those four shows, we've got a, a, a tie, a double dipper on those shows. So I'll start with the one that I think you do know. In Billions, he's Waylon Jock Jeffcoat, the Attorney General. Yeah, he's very creepy and weird and kind of like power hungry. Correct. Correct. Now I'll give you the tie. That what I, else is he in? I'm going to give you the tie. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Rick and Morty. Do you know what? who he is in Rick and Morty? Whose voice is he in Rick and Morty? Do you remember? Is he the Zorbazorb? No. Do you remember the Rick and Morty episode when they're on the train to nowhere? Or it's not called the train to nowhere, but it's the. the yeah, the, the story train. The story train. Yeah. And you remember when they first are on the story train and there's that drifter sitting up at the bar and he's like, I know the only reason to travel by train is to travel with weapons. And he tells, he's a disgruntled ticket holder who tells his story about, I'm here to hunt the one in the in the white lab coat. Yeah. That's him. No way. Also in that episode is Paul Giamatti, who's storyboard. Storyboard, yeah. So isn't that funny? They're both in Billions and they're both in this episode of Rick and Morty. That's awesome. I thought you would like that. Yeah. More importantly, he's Kurt Caldwell and Dexter. He is the only redeeming character in the reboot of Dexter. I didn't make it to him. Oh, 
He's amazing. Is he a cop? Killer. Or is... No, he's okay. a bad guy. He's yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> he's <laughs> terrible. Spoiler alert. He's the worst. Spoiler alert. Max, you got to watch it okay. just for no other reason. Than the first episode him. just bothered me. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. Because he has to kill that guy. That guy's I such know, a jerk. I know. <laughs> he buys guns and like murders his friends and blames people. Yeah, so it's his dad. That's oh, who Clancy plays is his dad. Intriguing. You got to watch it. Bro. Okay, I'm in. You got to watch it. And um, can, can we do the big one? Who? <laughs> Does he do the song too? Lives in a pineapple under the sea. SpongeBob SquarePants. He, Absorbent and yellow and porous is he. He is the voice of Mr. Krabs. <laughs> SpongeBob, me boy. He's my spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. A, a curmudgeoty, like cheap, like <laughs> exploit labor to make money kind of. Yeah, that is kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> you and the Kurgan goes full circle <laughs> with you and Mr. Krabs. I mean, I, Max. I'm what Kurgan are, in the sheets and Mr. Krabs oh, in the streets. Jesus Christ. If that's not a t-shirt for you, I don't know what it is. Kurgan in the streets. That got me. I can't come back. I, mm. I got to take a minute. That's really good. We're not even covering a half of, of his the voice voiceover style. work. Yeah. It's incredible. He's got a great voice. It's yeah. gravelly. He's just intense. Well, he almost had his throat slit, so that's probably why. In real life? No, in oh. the movie. In the movie. Yeah, Katana. Uh, all right, moving on to Roxanne Hart, who plays Brenda Wyatt. She has no career. <laughs> she did Grey's Anatomy, Bones, yeah. House. Yeah, no, she has no career. No career. That's tough. But uh, I, I got to tell you, like, I, it's, that scene is very erotic. I know you think <laughs> it's weird, but when I rewatched it, I was like, my God, that's you don't see usually the mouth to areola that aggressive. There was good sh- shadowing. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> very aggressive for like an 80s movie. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Should I be watching this? Should I draw the shades? Like, what is going on right now? Did you now? rewind it? No, no joke. I was watching it, and like, I heard my one of my kids walk by the office window, and I like slammed the computer down, and I was like, I can't let them see this. <laughs> All of our listeners right now are like, I'm gonna go to the internet and see what that is. Uh, there's only other, look, there's a handful of other characters. I didn't cover a lot of them. I did cover John Polito. Who the hell is that? Detector Walter Bedso. He was like Detector? the heavier. Did I say detector? Yeah. He's a lie detector. Yeah. You're a lie detector. Detective Walter uh, Bedsoe, yeah. he's the heavier, bald detective. I knew him this. right away. I knew him from uh, The Freshman with Matthew Broderick. He was the fake like DEA FBI guy that like was trying to rip them off to to get to the Don. You didn't, you didn't pick up on the main one? Private Snoop from Big Lebowski. No, dude. I mean, there's always... I, I can't believe this because this is your favorite show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I was getting there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Say it. All right, so I don't know what he's from in it. I he's Frank's brother. All right, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You didn't I know this. God, God yeah. bless it. You did not know I that. I was trying to cover it up. The minute you started talking, I was like, oh, shoot, he's in something. And it's always Philly. And it's all, Philly? It's always Philly cheese steaks. They make their sandwich in their mouth. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Yeah. Good call. He's also Gideon in The Crow. Okay. Yeah. I did know that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, by the way, there's one other really crazy career from someone. So the insane World War II dude. Oh, yeah. The military guy yeah, who yeah. just shoots Kurgan yep. and then gets a sword through him. Yeah, yeah. So that guy's name is Kirk Matunas. Okay. And he's the dad from Labyrinth. No. Yeah. And also in Empire Strikes Back, he's Rogue Two. And also he's a minor in Superman 3. Are we sure? I looked up his career. All right, all right, all right. You want to look it up? No, I trust you, especially because yeah. I blew the whole. It's always sinister. Blah, blah. I'm having a lot of trouble talking today. It's, it's always, always cheesesteaks and it's sunny. always cheesesteaks <laughs> and, and sunny. Jalen Carter. <laughs> it's uh, Max between Vegas and the draft. Yeah, I'm, uh, my tank. Did you watch the draft in Vegas? No, I was uh, home by then. I was in Vegas Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Denver Monday. Did you put Tuesday. any uh, Lions Super Bowl bets? No, because now that you can gamble online, it's yeah. not as fun to do it yeah. there. Um, and, you know, if I put 50, 50K in the lines, that's none of your business. <laughs> Max, any other uh, actors or actresses that you want to cover before we wrap up the show? Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. You tell me. Agnes McLeod. Really? Ah, you know his dad? McLeod! Yeah. Or is his cousin? Uh, cousin. Yeah. You know, he's a big, blonde, burly guy. No, he, I don't even know if it's his cousin. Maybe. I don't know. It's like I a father figure. About. Remember, he yeah, lets, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he's in the stocks at yeah. the end, he kind of lets him go. Sure. He was the head of the Night's Watch. He's Jor Mormont. Oh. Yeah. All right. That's he, a good one. And he's also uh, the in the movie Troy, he's the husband of- I never saw Troy. With Brad Pitt? Yeah, it's really it good. good. I yeah. never saw that. Never it's worth it for Brad Pitt. All right. He's good. pretty cool. Max, does that wrap it? Yeah. Well, then let's head on over to our Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. Next, today's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is Jesse Hernandez. You can find him on Instagram at JJHer18, JJHER18. Jesse's a huge fan of the show. 
connects with Max. They have uh, candlelit conversations late at we night do. about the 80s. Anything weird you want to bring up or if we keep it normal? He's got a great beard. All right. Great beard. My I voice cracked. Made it weird. That's, he's, he's a really handsome guy. I'm sorry. So uh, Jesse is a big fan but of the show. That's all you're <laughs> you do a better Bobcat than I do. Well, I only do that. I, I can't yeah. do a Bobcat. Uh, oh, geez. I can do a Rodney Dangerfield, but I can't do a Bobcat. Go with. Um, but anyways, Jesse's a big fan of the show and came on as our spotlight. Let's hear what he had to say about the movie Highlander. Oh, man. Uh, Highlander. That takes me back. Uh, that's actually one of the first movies that I uh, really had to play, pay attention to the plot and get the story because that made it all the better. But um, there's a lot in there. I mean, having the legendary uh, Sean Connery uh, play Ramirez. I mean, come on. Um, not to get into too any specifics. Uh, just, I mean, geez, man, how, how awesome. How, what other way can you kill an immortal besides cutting their head off? You know what I mean? Um like I said, it just that uh, one. Uh, that's a good one because that takes me back to my childhood, and um, it's a really good movie, classic. Um, but yeah, Highlander, man, awesome movie. That is the only way to kill an immortal. It's so, true. So, I love it. It's so epic. It's funny because like Jesse's response to the movie is almost how I feel about the movie. It's a part of my childhood. I love it. I remember it. It's very difficult to wax philosophical about this movie <laughs> or or provide anything of depth. It's hard to make a strong case for this movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to love this movie without just simply saying, hey, you know, I recognize that when I make a grilled cheese sandwich, I like to use American cheese that's in plastic. It's not very good cheese, but it just, it tastes like something familiar Sometimes to me. Sometimes you just want a Big Mac. You got it. Oh, yeah. Max, I had McDonald's today uh, because we were on a road trip coming home. And like as good as it tasted, like I feel like I'm gonna die. Like I literally got here and I'm like, You're like sweating a little. I don't. Bit. I don't feel well. I'm, I'm actually surprised we made it through the whole podcast. What was your order? By the way, we're not brought to you by McDonald's, but uh, I got a double quarter pounder. Whoa, that was a mistake. That's a lot. It's a lot. Did you supersize it? No. No. Oh. No. Do they still have that? I think they got rid of it after that whole movie <laughs> yeah. about people dying from supersizing. So I don't know that you need to. I can show you the large fry and large yeah. Dr Pepper I had was more than enough. I heard you can get their warm apple pie in a McFlurry. Sure. Yeah. That actually sounds incredible. Yeah. Right. Wow, I know. The, uh, on the best. list, on the list of things I didn't need to know, right? Like, <laughs> Mo had a heart attack on the way home. McDonald's parking Max's, lot. Max's master plan to take the show solo. <laughs> hey, Mo, read something today really interesting. They're giving away McFlurries I would with never, hot apple pies. In. I would be a loss without you. Wow, that was. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dub in some like. Well, I'm not journey a, behind it. Yeah, journey. I would be lost without you. I'm not. I'm I not, am immortal. <laughs> I'm not the steerer of the ship or the what's the thing that steers the ship? A the, man? The engine? Woman. Whoa, man. <laughs> Did you like So I Married an Axe Murder? Yeah, I loved it. I love that movie. Yeah. I love that movie. His head looks like a, an orange a candy on a apple. Yeah. <laughs> Did, was it was it on our podcast that we did this where I went through the whole Pentaveret thing? Yeah. I wonder how much it's a well known fact. No, don't do it again. <laughs> fine. Fine, I won't. The Pope, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, you're good. No, you're and... fine. Whatever. Don't worry about it. <laughs> It's cool. Do it. No, it's fine. Okay, do it in the Bane voice. I'll let you do it. I won't even remember to write. All right, I'll do it in the Bane <laughs> voice. For the darkness, it's a well-known fact that the five wealthiest people in the world meet triannually. <laughs> Is it five? It's a well-known fact that the five wealthiest... Tri it's tri oh, it's a. Now I'm going to have to look it up, okay. Max. Hold on. It's Colonel Sanders, the Queen of England, and uh, the Pope. All right, I'm going to read it from page okay. so that you don't have to tell me that I'm doing it wrong. Yep. Well, it's a well-known fact, Sonny Jim, that there is a secret society of the five wealthiest five. Do you hear that, Max? Like I said. Yeah. The five wealthiest people in the world known as the Pentaveret, who run everything in the world, including the newspapers, and meet triannually. Hear it again, Max. Triannually. Got it. I could At that. a secret country mansion in Colorado known as the Meadows. The Pope. Now, this I'll have to look up because I don't remember. Hold on. How sad are you that you even gave me the green light to go I'm on this, right? I'm not very pleased. So now you have to do the part that uh, Tony Giardino says where he says, so who's in the Pentaveret? So who's in the Pentaveret? The Queen, the Vatican, the Gettys, the Rothschilds, and Colonel Sanders before he went tits up. Oh, I hated the <laughs> Colonel and his wee beaty eyes uh, and that smug look on his face. Oh, are you going to buy my chicken? Oh, <laughs> Now you, now you say, Dad, how can you hate the colonel? Dad, how can you hate the colonel? Because he puts an addictive chemical <laughs> in his chicken that makes you crave it fortnightly, smart house. Now you're going to say, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Cuckoo. Interesting. Cuckoo. And scene. You happy? Max, you did satisfied? a great job. Thank you. I'm always satisfied. Oh. It's my middle name, Mo Satisfied Shapiro. Follow us on TikTok. <laughs> Wrap up the show, Max. I love when you do this. So we're on Spotify, <laughs> Instagram. Uh, Apple Podcasts, 
Just search Buzz in the Tower, B-U-Z-Z-N, the Tower. W-N-B-C. Hit that subscribe button and hit five stars and write a review. And if you really want to be a great fan, go to Patreon. And just for as little as $3 a month, you can get in on insider trading. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get to this Patreon you're talking about, Max? Uh, Patreon.com. Go on, Max. Slash Buzz, Slash in, buzz in the, the tower. tower. There yeah. you go, Max. Yeah. And what if I just wanted to buy like a t-shirt or something? Uh, you should go to Amazon. They have great selections. <laughs> oh, for us. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> com slash shop. Or just buzzinthetower.com yeah. and yeah. check out our shop. Yeah. Anything else, Max? Um, no. Excellent work. Yeah, thank That's you. great. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll, I'll touch that up in editing. It'll good. sound great. <laughs> Max, with that Miami. I, yeah. <laughs> That will never get old. You're welcome for that gift. Yeah, that's good. That's a gift I gave you. It's an easy out. It's a really easy out. Yeah. How do you want to end the show, Max? What do you got to say? We've wrapped up Highlander. There can be only one, although that one will be me, but I'm going to let you say something regardless. How do you want to wrap up I got a good Highlander? one, finally. I'm excited. I apologize for calling your wife a bloated warthog, and I bid you good day. All right. Yeah. The sensation you're feeling is the quickening. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- I love you. I love you so much. All I asked you to do was say, who are you? And you got to say it like that, which makes me want to say, I'm Batman. <laughs> De- you knew what yeah. you did. You derailed my freaking Highlander <laughs> quote. Not- do it again. Okay. All right, I'm the- do it like that. I'm going to okay. give you both. No, no, you get to do both. Okay. You get to do the first one that way. Okay. The, sh- <laughs> the sensation you're feeling is the quickening. Who are you? I'm Batman. <laughs> Now, can we do it the right way? The sensation you're feeling is the quickening. Who are you? (laughs) No different. That was different. Your acting is incredible. (laughs) We are the same, McLeod. We are brothers. (laughs) I'll see you next week. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.